Midnight had come and gone, but Remy and I were still awake. How could anyone expect us to sleep with all the activity going on above us? Our mothers had tucked us into our sleeping bags hours ago, but the adults had continued their party upstairs. Through the thin basement ceiling above our heads, we felt the constant dull tremble of the music playing on the living room stereo. If we paid close enough attention, we could track the path of every footstep right down to its owner. My mom's light gait, my dad's clumsy plodding that sent occasional sprinkles of drywall from the seams of the recently finished basement walls. We heard their countdown to midnight, followed by the pop, pop, pop of corks from champagne bottles. We listened to Ed Tickle and Darla, whom we all knew as Darla Tickle, even though she and Abby's dad were never married, saying their goodnights. Remy's mom played a tinny version of Old Lang Syne on the electric keyboard I'd gotten for Christmas a few days earlier. We smelled the cigars that our dads had lit up the second us kids had been banished to the game room. The smoke spilling downstairs and permeating every surface, souring the warm basement air almost instantly. We heard Remy's dad tell a dirty joke, and I thought I'd never be able to look him straight in the eye again. We heard our mothers screeching with laughter at the punchline, and I think we both felt horrified by this quick glimpse behind the curtain of adulthood, which brought with it the creeping realization that our parents, when they weren't being our parents, did all kinds of things we didn't understand or expect. Beside me on the floor, Turtle slept through all of it. My sister, whose real name was Tabitha, but nobody ever called her that, was four years old. Remy and I were seven. The three of us were resting side by side on the carpet, with Remy nearest the stairs, me in the middle, and Turtle cocooned next to me in her Disney princess sleeping bag, Boris, her tattered stuffed bear, in her arms. Her wavy blonde hair almost glowed in the moonlight that shined through the sliding glass door at our backs. I'd always been jealous of her hair, which was thick and dense, but soft as silk. My own hair was coarse and wavy, full of cowlicks that kept it looking unkempt, and my mother forced me to wear a bob cut even though I wanted to grow it long. But my little sister's hair hung almost to her waist in smooth tendrils that sometimes seemed to sigh with the weight of their own beauty. Turtle's small body took up less than half of the length of her sleeping bag. She was sucking her right thumb, like babies do, and pulling in slow, even breaths as she remained unconscious, despite all the noise coming from upstairs. It was well known in my family that Turtle could sleep through just about anything. A few months earlier, our dad had fallen asleep on the sofa late at night, forgetting he'd left the oven on with a frozen pizza baking inside. The sound of the smoke alarm was so loud and piercing that my eyes watered. If it had gone on too much longer, I might have thrown up. On my way back to bed, I found my mother standing in the doorway to the room I shared with Turtle, staring at her. My sister was still dead asleep. Boris nestled beside her with his head peeking out from under the blanket. Turtle's thumb was planted securely in her mouth as she dreamed of rainbows or puppies or whatever four-year-olds dream about. Her blanket was still smooth across her body, the top folded down and tucked beneath her chin just the way our mother had left it hours ago. Turtle hadn't moved.